Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When will I have something to enjoy when it comes to being a sports fan? I sit back, I watch, I dedicate my career to it, my power, all my time, my passion, my energy, my and I am not rewarded ever, ever on a day where the Mets owner has to go out there and meet the media because of a crappy season by the highest paid team in, in the sport. The Yankees and Domingo Herman throw a freaking perfect game. Are you kidding me? Come on now. I told you. I told you the Yankees are winning it all this year. I know it. I know it's happening. Embrace it. It's happening. Why do these things only happen to the Yankees? There are franchises... That are just, I don't want to say lucky. I mean, obviously they're better than others. But there are franchises and fan bases that are just blessed. And then there are the Mets. It's unbelievable. The Yankee fan is like, oh man, it's been a while since we've experienced this. Yeah, been a while, really long time. Actually, hard to believe that there's only four perfect games in Yankees history. Feels like there's been plenty more. I know the no-hitters are different. You've seen plenty of those, of course, but it's unbelievable. Domingo Herman, who, by the way, I like as a pitcher, of course. You don't have to get into the personal stuff, but as a pitcher, I believed in Domingo Herman, which made me surprised the last couple of outings where he was getting tattooed. And we said yesterday before we left the air, that this was an important start for him. A big bounce back start. He goes out there and throws a perfect game. What more do you need? And then I got to watch it. I'm watching the post game on Yes and Chris Shear and my old buddy doing the post game um, with Jack Curry, who I like. And by the way, Ryan Rucco did a great job on the call. But I'm watching a post game and then they're talking about, oh, maybe this could be the thing that can springboard the Yankees. Springboard them? I mean, all they do is win series. I told you yesterday, no big deal losing a game to the A's. All right, big deal. The Yankees are going to come back and win the next two. They go out there and squash the A's and throw a perfect freaking game. Maybe the Yanks will get their season turned around. Turned around from what? Seven games over 500? Winning series, even with a crappy lineup? What needs to be turned around exactly? It is unbelievable. A bad year for the Yankees. A bad year for the Yankees is basically the best year for the Mets. And I'm tired of it. 
at what point will uh, you know can things level out a little bit? Three, you know, the three perfect games the Yankees have thrown in recent history. I, I remember them all. I hated the Yankees with Wells and Cohn throwing those perfect games. You know, Don Larson, of course, I wasn't around for that one, but how could you forget it? You know, as far as growing up hearing about it, Don Larson, perfect game, World Series. You understand that, but well, Wells and Cohn, I lived through it. And now Domingo Herman, think about this. All kidding aside, Domingo Herman, the 24th perfect game in the history of the sport. You know, this is different than a no-hitter. This is different than anything else. Perfect game. 20, there's only been 24 of them. 24 in the history of the sport. I mean, you know, there were 24 games played in, in, in consecutive nights in baseball. Think about that in the history of the sport as far back as it goes. We witnessed something last night and early this morning that just doesn't happen. 24 in the history of the game. That is something special. And four of them to the Yankees. And zero of them to the Mets. I mean, can you... Does it get any worse if you're a Mets fan? It's not about the Mets. I understand that. But, I mean, geez, you're watching this. Come on now. The Yankees, all the Yankee fans complaining about this team and the injuries and they look lifeless and, oh, they lost to the A's and they're only taking two out of three. They're not sweeping these series. You know, all right, they're only seven over 500, eight over 500. There should be more. And here they go and throw a perfect game. It's unbelievable. Look, that's what makes sports great, right? You never know what's going to happen on any given night. You can see something special, see something historic. But it also makes it infuriating if you are a fan of one of the teams who does not have success. And that is the majority. Now, it's not the Yankees. Even though the Yankees haven't won or been to a World Series since 2009, they continue to be a team that gives their fan base excitement and gives their fan base fun and gives their fan base moments. We pick on them, we critique Cashman, Boone, whatever, but it's a, a different standard that the Yankees are held to because of their success historically. They're held to a different standard. That's just the reality. But generally, they come close, if not, just live up to it. You know, obviously, like we said, outside of not getting in the World Series since 2009 or winning one, which for them feels like forever ago. But think about it. I mean, the majority of Yankee fans in their lifetime, even recent memories, as we mentioned, have seen three perfect games. The Met fan in their entire history has seen one Imperfect no-hitter. It's not fair. Why do the Yankee fans have all the fun? I don't believe in the sports gods. They got to level things out a little bit. Please, what did we do wrong? On a night where Steve Cohen, after a 101-win season... 
He's got to address the media because his team is a total flop this year. Domingo freaking Herman throws a twenty throws a twenty fourth perfect game in Major League Baseball history. I mean that is enough to drive you nuts. I don't hate the Yankees anymore, but I'll tell you, I didn't want to see that perfect game. And the reason is because, and this is just you know the misery loves company department. The reason is, and it's the same way I hate when I watch other teams celebrate, whether it's the Vegas freaking Golden Knights winning a Stanley Cup, whether it is Denver winning an NBA championship, you know, whether it's the Phillies having a celebration, a champagne celebration, going to the World Ser- World Series a year ago, whoever, you know, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. If it's not my team, I don't want to see it. It bothers me. I've seen way too many celebrations that have nothing to do with the teams that I root for throughout the course of my life or my my sports fandom. I'm tired of it. And this was supposed to be a different year. It was supposed to be the Mets' turn to have some success. They can't even get to the playoffs in consecutive years. No hitters, perfect games, playoff appearances. The Mets know none of it. The majority of their existence, they know none of it. A franchise that has been in the postseason consecutive years twice in their history. 99 and 2000, 2015 and 16. That is pathetic. The one no hitter wasn't even a no hitter if there was replay. But the Yankees continue to go out there and churn out historic moments. A perfect game. I can't even believe it. I don't care that it was against the A's. He threw a perfect game, for goodness sake. I told you this is a special year for the Yankees, and now I'm convinced. Now I am convinced. I've seen it before. Twice. 98-99. And now... 2023. It's happening. If you're a Yankee fan, get excited about it. If you're a Met fan, brace yourselves. It's coming. 877-337-6666. Your call's on the other side. Sal Akata on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. 
believe in the sports gods. Never. I believe they exist. I don't believe that they'll ever be fair. Explain to me how this is fair. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Talking Yankees, talking Mets. Just a wild day when you think about it in, in contrast. And it just sums up. At least the majority of my life being a a Mets fan and watching the two teams in this town. And again, I grew up in the 80s, so I saw it a different way where the Mets were the premier team in town. But but since then, it's been all Yankees. One thing after another. Perfect games, no hitters, World Series, Dynasty, and the Mets, nothing. And then a day where Steve Cohen's got to go out there and face the music. He didn't even have to. And it was really no music to, to face. It was We knew he wasn't going to say much. There was nothing to say. But on a day where Steve Cohen addresses the media and says how disappointing this season has been, you get the, you get the Yankees throwing a perfect game, the 24th perfect game in the history of the sport. And I'll be honest, you know, we, we joke around a little bit here for entertainment value, of course listening to the game for a little bit and then watching the game and there like you love seeing history whether you're a Yankee fan or not you do love seeing history now i wouldn't have minded had it gotten broken up because i don't want anybody to experience the the joy if it's not going to be me as a fan but you do appreciate the history of it and you know you're watching something special and herman was able to do it with relative ease Right? I mean, there was no no stress. And I know you can say, well, perfect game. Yeah, of course, it's easy. But maybe outside of the eighth inning, was it, where he went to 3-1 on one of the batters? Uh, it was pretty easy. Got to be so nerve-wracking in a perfect game. You're a fielder. God, I could never. I'll admit, I could never handle that pressure. Worried about the ball being hit to me, not wanting to be the one to cough it up. Oof. And the Yankees did a great job. Perfect game. 24 uh, 24th perfect game in the history of Major League Baseball. 877-337-6666. John is calling from Huntington. What's up, John? I just want to tell you, I'm a Cubs fan and have been for 45 years, and you need to quit your whining. You don't know what suffering is. Well, what's why is that? Because you know something? You had your heart broken a couple of times. You didn't live through Steve Bartman, Leon Dorham, hundreds hundred right. losses, three, four, five, six. No, I get it. No, years. I get it. The Cubs you have lived sucked. Through right. the 80s. I had one good year to hang my hat on in my whole well, life. Well, I was six you years old. I was. Hey, John, 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 shut up. Whining. Shut up, Check John. Shut up, you loser. Get lost. You don't know anything about me, you idiot. Listen, when I'm talking, listen, stop talking. Here you go, Overnight fans. This is for you right here. You're getting it. Second, second to last show. I'm giving it to you. Get lost. You don't know anything about me. Oh, I've seen my team in the World Series. I was six years old when the Mets won the World Series in 86. Six. And that's it. You at least seen the Cubs win in recent history. And you go to that beautiful ballpark all the time. Yeah, the Cubs suck. I get it. But at least you had a recent experience winning a World Series. I haven't had it. And I'll whine if I want to. It's my party. I'll whine if I want to. Oh, you lived through the 80s. Yeah, as a six and seven-year-old, for goodness sake. And I didn't say that it was the worst in baseball being a Mets fan. 
I didn't bring up your lousy Cubs. You know why? Because I'm on in New York, and nobody in New York gives a crap about the Chicago Cubs. Nobody. I'm talking about the Mets and the Yankees. So take your Cub fandom and get out of here. Cub fan telling me to stop whining. Get lost. And that was fun. Seth is calling from Scottsdale, Arizona. What's up, Seth? Hey, Sal. I'm sorry. I can't stop laughing. The last <laughs> time I spoke, the last, I, I swear my lead-in with, with our call today was that there's two major ironies today. But a third is just the fact that the last time I spoke to you a couple weeks ago was the same time you 86, that other caller, what was his name? Yeah. Uh, oh, um, was it Jimmy in Jersey City or Roscoe? One no. of those two. Yeah, yeah, Roscoe, right. Oh, yeah, Roscoe, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so ironically today, to get to a couple of the points, and I, and, and I like the Mets. I'm a Yankee fan. Think about it. You had Steve Cohen and you had that press conference, and then the Yankees go out and do a perfect game on the same day. It's like, gosh. And then I felt bad about that. And then secondly, Sal, Sterling and Kay, neither of them did the game today. Ruko was terrific. Ryan Ruko was terrific. But I know it's got to bother. I'm sure it bothers Michael Kay. I mean, you know, John, yes. John's been there, done that. And I'm not sure what Kay's deal was. Was he on the radio call as Stone's no. partner? No, no, no. I'm saying back in the for the perfect uh, games with David Wells and David Cohn. Oh, 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 yeah. I, I, I th- I'm pretty sure they were, but I, I don't know the specifics of which was. Right, but, but my point is, like, but, John's experienced that at those two moments. I don't think Kay was on yes at that point. I don't think yes started. Uh, at that particular point. So I'm not sure. I so K, I don't know if K had a, the opportunity to call perfect. That's got to bother you. There's no way around yeah. it. That's got to bother him. I feel bad because I like them both. Uh, maybe there, maybe so, there is a sports yeah. god. I don't like yeah, so check this Ruko, out. Ruko gets that. <laughs> did a great – all yeah. kidding aside, though, Ruko did a great job. I did not hear Justin Shackles call. Do we have did the you? we have the final call? Just get that ready. I'm not going to play it now, but we'll, we'll play that in a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, did, Seth. Did, did you see that Ruko was actually interviewed on ESPN already tonight about his call, and he mentioned that he texted Cone. It, whatever, you'll see it, but it was actually pretty cool. Um, so check this out. I made a wager. He texted Cone text- during the game? Yeah, so yo, I don't want to waste my time, so please don't cut me off. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I'll give you time. Yeah. 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 So on ESPN, they interviewed Ruko, you know, pretty much after the game. I can't remember whoever the, the mm-hmm. host was. And he had mentioned that as a broadcaster, you know, at what point in time was it the right time for him to bring it up? And I remember watching the game live, and he made that little comment about Rizzo getting the ball in the second out, like down the, down the first, first baseline. But what he mentioned is that he texted David Cohn one of the only other 23 people to ever have a perfect mm-hmm. game, and asked David live, because I guess Dave was doing another baseball game, he asked him, when is it time to recognize it? And he goes, now. Wow. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was a super cool story. That is You'll cool. You'll see it on the center. So, I was at the, so, so here's the question, man. Ultimately, Sal, I, I don't have a Hermit of the Frog type memorabilia thing, but I made a wager on today's game at the casino in Arizona, Scottsdale, it's the middle of the afternoon. I have the piece of paper, Herman to win. I actually placed it after the first inning because I actually recognized his stuff, or so mm-hmm. I thought. Do I? Do I? Do I? Is that a is that a memorable piece? Well, you know what how, how much? <laughs> well, how much are you going to cash out of you if you cash that thing in? Of course, <laughs> eight fifty. Eight hundred fifty bucks. 
Well, yeah, the, the bet was 500 Yeah, all right. So why don't you go make a copy of the bet slip and then go cash that bad boy in? I, of course, I'm. Of course, I'm taking it in. I took a picture of the slip. I just thought it was kind of. There funny. you go. I texted, I texted my friends and I said, "Is it really possible to make a perfect bet?" But in this case, it was. Now, congrats. Unfortunately, because you're now going to be on the earlier show, I won't be able to listen to you as much because I'm so far behind you. But I'll catch you, and I'm happy for you. You deserve the bet. Thank you so very much, Seth. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for checking in. That's pretty cool. Seeing that he had something early on, go place an in-game live wager, and the guy throws a perfect game. I do love baseball so much, and you love the history of it. And every time one of these things happen, I guess the last one was 2012. That's a long time ago now, 2012. But every time one of these things happen, I think there was a run. Maybe it was around that time where, Fleeks, can we get a list of the perfect games? Because I feel like there was a run where maybe it was a two- or three-year span where a few of them happened, even with the Yankees in consecutive years. Like, if you think about it, 24 have happened in the history of the sport. And, yeah, the Yankees throwing them back-to-back years, which is crazy. But I feel like there was a run. Was it Burley that I'm thinking of where Wise made a great catch? Was that uh, 2012? What was the last one? Um, The 2012 ones uh, were Felix Hernandez and Matt Cain. Matt Cain. Okay, what was before that? And that was the last one. Philip Umber was also 2012. Oh, maybe it was Umber. Halliday was 2010. Dallas Braden was 2010. Mark Burley was July 23rd, 2009. Okay, so like from 2009 to 2012, there were what, five in there that you said? Six. Six in there, right? That's a lot. So if you live through that time period, and the majority of us did, you feel like, oh, all right, not that big of a deal. But when you think about it, 24 in the freaking history of the game. When David Wells threw his in 1998, that was only the 13th perf- or 15th, if we're including the ancient ones in Major League history. That is unbelievable, right? 15. Like, people go nuts thinking about a cycle or whatever, even a no-hitter. Like, it's not even close. 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. A historic night. You got to love sports. Dave is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Dave? Hi, Dave. Dave with us? No, Dave is not there. Matt is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Matt? Hey, my friend. How you doing? Good, I didn't Matt. realize. I hope you're having a great night. Um, I um, didn't realize until a few minutes ago how devout of a Mets fan you were, and it's ironic because I just wanted to bring up some positive points about the Yankees' uh, sure. perfect game history, and I'm not doing it to rub anything in. No, no, no. I'm fine with it. Look, a lot of yeah. what I'm doing is is for entertainment purposes and having fun with it. But, yeah, I mean, it is frustrating when you're a Mets fan and you have nothing to celebrate, it feels like, ever, and yet the Yankees and others celebrate endlessly, and the Yankees more so than anybody else. But go ahead, my, uh, Matt. Well, your day will come, my friend. Oh, no, it won't. Come. No, it won't. Uh, believe uh, me, I've been around long enough. I know it won't. Yeah, I just want people to enjoy what it's like to. Uh, yeah, I, be, uh, I, mean, you know I, I mean, might I'm have to switch sides. Yeah, I'm from the Bronx. I live five minutes from the stadium. So who else? Who am I supposed to cheer for? That's you your team. Saying? So um, what I'm saying is, there's some really, really interesting history about the Yankees with perfect games. Um, the first, the most uh, ironic thing is that David Wells and Don Larson went to the same high school in San Diego. Hmm. So he pitches the perfect game in '56, Larson. Wells pitches in 98, the perfect game. They both went to Point Loma High School in San Diego. Okay. Then what's even crazier about it was one year later when Cone has the perfect game, Larson throws out the first pitch. Oh, I remember that. 
Now, to me, that ties all three of those perfect games together. Right. Okay. So, uh, but I, I well, how are you tying this I, one in? Does this one get tied in or no? Yeah, it does. Okay. All four of them. The name starts with a D. Oh yeah, I see. I saw that. I mean, you know. Oh, I don't know. If, right. I don't know. If, well, no, it's, it's not your fault. I, 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 I saw the same thing. I was thinking of it. People on Twitter were mentioning it. So uh, when I was watching that, yeah. or when I was reading through Twitter, I, I, I saw that be the case. Yeah, I mean that's an oh. oddity, of course. Uh, it was. It's a shame David Cohen wasn't calling this game because then you could have had a nice, easy tie-in right there. That would have been too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Like it wasn't <laughs> right. Then but I wasn't no perfect intended. enough. Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. enjoy it, Matt. It was a. Um, you know, was it one of those ones for you? You're calling family members and and fellow Yankee fan friends to get them up in case they weren't watching. Um, my, I was too late. You know, everyone I know is sleeping. Yeah. Probably. You know, I, I actually I did text a couple of people, my friends that are like the biggest Yankee fans, and then I was they didn't know they had no idea. But please, let me just bring a couple more points. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. um the uh, the first three perfect games. Um, they won the World Series all three years, yep, yep. so that would be great. Um, and the other thing is, it should actually be perfect game number 26. Well, Galarraga, Galarraga's one, right? Yeah. Okay, that and, was one I was thinking of. What's the other one? Uh, it, not not because of an injustice, but one strike away, Messina, September 2nd, 01. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, In I Canada. remember that. I celebrated like uh, as if my team had won the World Series when Carl Everett got that base hit. <laughs> You know, you want to hear the funniest thing? My father was, like, sleeping, and I woke him up, and I was like, Dad, you got to come out. you got to see it. He didn't read, but he was so tired. He came out, and he looked at the TV, and then there was a base hit, and he looked at me. I'm not going to count that one. I, I I know what you're saying, one strike away, but he didn't get the job but, done. Galarraga did. Yeah. Galarraga did though. get the job done, and thank you for the call, Matt. You know, it's funny because I was thinking about Galarraga because I was thinking to myself, wow, I mean, I got two overnights left, and, you know, obviously only one after tonight, and I was thinking I've never – been on the air reacting to a perfect game. This is going to be crazy. And I remembered that I did do a show. I don't remember exactly when it was with the Galarraga thing. It might have been like that week, let's say, or a couple of days later. But I filled in and did uh, a show talking about the Galarraga uh, perfect game because that was a huge talking point at the time with you know no, no replay and, and Jim Joyce screwing up that call. And I was thinking of that tonight, that that should have been a perfect game. And he was robbed of that. And you feel badly for him. Now, we all know what happened. And his name even gets mentioned tonight on a night where somebody else throws a perfect game many years later. His name gets brought up still. But it technically wasn't a perfect game and it should have been 25. That Messina one, though, I remember very well. I was at a block party, Labor Day party. And, you know, I was there with my buddy Vin, TV Vin, and we both, it was at his house, and we were watching a game in the backyard of his father's bar. And everybody's around watching it, and Vin and I hated the Yankee. Like, that was the prime of my Yankee hatred. This is coming off the dynasty, beating the Mets in the World Series, all that. And Everett got that base hit. It was, you know, a relief, to say the least. But, obviously, from a Yankee fan perspective, that's painful. And for Messina, you have to feel bad. And looking back at it, you know, you wish for, you know, you wish you gone di- differently for Musina. If you're a Yankee fan. James is calling from Muncie. What's up, James? Yeah, how you doing, Sal? Good, James. How are you? Good. It's, it's sad to hear you uh, leaving overnight, guys. But 
ever. I wish you much success and and luck on the next show. Well, thank you, James. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, yeah. I'm losing on to Odyssey app, of course, every day. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. A, a point I wanted to make about uh, two points. One, one Yankees, one Mets. The perfect game. It's absolutely for the call. Thank you for the call there. Don't want to use that word. The it, it's a crazy experience, and you know to be able to sit back and watch that. It's exciting. You don't start taking it seriously till maybe the fifth inning, but even then you're like, yeah, all right, let's see what he could do here. And then it's the sixth, and then the seventh, and now it's like, all right, I'm not now. I got to make it a point to you know lock in here and pay attention to this. Then you start. You know, early on in the game, you're feeling it out. And then you get to a certain point after six where it's like, okay, now I'm watching specifically for this. Nothing else in the world matters right now. We got to see if he could finish this thing off. And he did it. Unbelievable. Now, how many times have we seen somebody get to the sixth or seventh? And we've seen it quite a bit. And then something goes wrong, a walk or a base hit or whatever. But to see it just keep going on, and then he mows them mows down in the eighth, and then on to the ninth we go. Boy. Now, if there ever was a team that was built to be, to, to have a perfect game thrown, thrown against them, it's the Oakland A's. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be shocked if they get no hit again at some point this year. Perfect game, who knows. But Domingo Herman was terrific. It was, as Jack Curry said on the Yes Post game, it was a dominant performance. And that's what makes perfect games so much more special than no hitters is that, you know, you're not walking anybody. That to me is the most important thing. Yeah. All right. You don't want to give up a hit, but if you're not walking anybody, that makes it special. And her mom was just dealing all night long. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666. What a night, or what a day yesterday, and then night. Steve Cohen addressing the media out at City Field, and really didn't say much. I mean, I, we told you yesterday, what do you expect that Steve Cohen is going to say? We knew he wasn't going to fire anybody, so he said definitively, Buck Showalter, Billy Epler not going anywhere. Talked about the idea of hiring a team president moving forward, which you also knew. Now, that's no secret. There was, you know, the only thing that maybe I learned from Cohen was he will adjust to being a seller if need be. And by the looks of it, it will be needed for this team, unfortunately. But with all that going on with the Mets, none of it matters, really. And we get into that throughout the course of the show. None of it matters once you see a little history last night in Oakland. Domingo Herman throwing a perfect game against the Oakland A's. Nice bounce back win for the Yanks, they score 11 runs and, you know, don't allow a hit or a walk by Herman. As we said, the perfect game. So a perfect night for the Yankees. Scott is calling from Buffalo. What's up, Scott? Hey, Scott. You think you have problems when it comes to teams? I'll give you my four. Sabres in hockey, Tigers in baseball, Jets in football, 
and uh, Nixon basketball. So have you seen? So I don't know how old you are, but did you see the Tigers win? Yes, I saw the '84 Tigers as a kid. I was seven years old, and I thought me, me, my dad was a Tiger fan. I became a Tiger fan through him. I thought this is great. Every year is going to be like this. Yeah, no, not even wrong. Close. Yeah, so Tigers, Sabers, Knicks, and what was it? oh Jets? Oh man, Jets. yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Sabers, the closest thing I've ever seen is no goal in '99, uh, where where the Brett Hall was in the crease. Mm-hmm. They called the goal, and then the next day they said they sent out a letter saying that the league sent out a letter that we're going to allow goals. There was a guy in the crease. So the goal stands. Okay, that that happened the day after. Yeah, at least I had at least I had the '94 Cup with the Rangers. Jets, the closest I've ever seen was at the back-to-back AFC championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Um, and and uh, and oh, well, I was a real little kid when this would happen. The Mud Bowl, when when Shula decided to take the tarp, and somehow the tarp went missing. So they can shut down. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, the, uh, the, bo- the bottom line, Scott, and thank you for the call. Uh, the bottom line is being a sports fan, especially when you root for the crappy teams that you and I do, being a sports fan is a lot of misery. And then there's Marco freaking Belletti, who's in here as usual with his Yankee hat on with a smile that I haven't seen from him maybe ever. And Marco, you know what? I'm going to have that smile tomorrow. I'm going to have that smile on my face tomorrow as the final overnight. You just had a baby. I haven't seen you this happy in ever. I'm in a good mood. A perfecto. And, and I actually physically saw it. The whole thing? No, well, not you every here? pitch because no, I'm I know, here. I know, right. No, but I saw the end. I've Look, the Yankees, they've had a few, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wasn't alive for Larson in 56. Right. David Wells, I'm at work. Didn't see it. Didn't really? know until after it's over. David Cohn, I'm at work. Actually had a friend call me at work. In the ninth inning, he was like, hey, if you got a radio near you, might want to put it on. Cone's throwing a perfect game. And I was like, what? By the time I scrambled to be able to get a radio, to get it on, and the only thing I hear is, he popped him up. He's going to do it. I was like, what the hell's going on? So this one, being able to see it, made me feel good. The Was the final out Orlando Cabrera? Correct. And then what about the Minnesota one? Do you remember who that was? Oh, uh, it was a fly ball to right. Um, no, I don't remember who the player on the Twins was for Wells. Yeah, I forget too, but I, I remember I feel like him. I know it. I, I feel... Were they both afternoon games? They were both afternoon games, right? Cause I feel yeah, like they I were both on a Sunday, yeah, right. if I remember okay. right. Yeah, and I was at work at King's Supermarket. Oh, I used to love working at the supermarket. I worked in that supermarket for 10 years. I love yeah. stocking shelves. I love... If I was, I was in the produce center. department, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. I used to be uh, a cashier. You're a cashier. I used to be a cashier. That's one of the th- only jobs I think I... Other than like, you know... Meat and you know seafood. Yeah. Cashier was the only thing I never did. Uh, uh, yeah, I, had no Ca- I did in cashier, that. and then I did a little bit of a uh, you know on, uh, what do you call it? Stocking shelves or stock boy? I think it was called at the time. Uh, I mean, gr- grocery depends on what you're doing. Yeah. Non food, you could be grocery. It depends not, on how no, big. I, w- I wasn't how big in the dairy. Supermarket is. Although I did some at some point. I yeah, did, I did, some did a dairy. lot of dairy stuff too. Man, but I, just, I was a produce guy. I just love the vibe in a su- supermarket, like the music, the seasonal. A uh, change in in you know whether you're, the, the displays change or the music changes. Yeah, you didn't work there for very long, did you? Uh, let's see, from like '97 through '98, maybe. Yeah, you and then I went to Home Depot. Long. Yeah, you didn't work there for very long. Uh-huh. No, but I liked it much better than Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there much longer, Home Depot. Uh, maybe I don't know. I never worked in a Home Depot. The one thing about supermarket, and, and look, I did it for more than a decade of my life. I, it was a good job. It's it's not a bad, but. 
The monotony and the fact that you're saying, like, all oh, the displays, you build them to get them broken down. Yeah, but it's fun. I like reorganizing, uh, leveling is what they call it. Uh, you know, making sure the, the r- labels are, you know, whatever, yeah. all that stuff. Mm, yeah. I miss that. Yeah. Like I said, uh, if I, uh, for whatever reason, if it doesn't work out with BT, and we have, and mm-hmm. I may have to go back to the supermarket. Well, that's the only thing I do. I really, I have no skills. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Me neither. I can speak somewhat a little bit of English, and I, I can work in produce. I can't even do that. You know, it's sad to me that I just don't have these moments to experience as a fan. And yet I sit back and watch everybody else get. Marco gets to experience it. This guy gets to experience it. That guy. You had Johan. You had Johan. No, you no, had Johan. Do not do that. You're what? patronizing. I no, know what you're doing. Patron- what? Because the ball was fair? I'm not doing that. You know, he I, threw a no-hitter. Did I, he not? I gave away tickets to that game. Well, that's that was I bad. had to work. I gave away tickets. Well, make you feel better? I was supposed to be at the Dwight Gooden no-hitter, too, and I didn't see it. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. Dwight Gooden throws a no-hitter didn't with the it. Yankees. Didn't see it. I Again, wish I didn't see that. Same I remember thing. It. Paul Sorrento, final out? Yes, remember the, the pop-up to yeah, Kajita. Right. Yes. Didn't, again, I had never seen one. Corey Kluber's I saw love. That was a couple years Corey ago. Corey Kluber, I mean, come on. feels like, you know, it was like, really? Did he do that? Yeah, Corey Kluber on, threw a no-hitter. What was it? That was 2021? Yes. I was on the air after that. Uh, I'm was it 21 sure. or 20? Yeah, it's got to be 21. 21. Yeah. That was yeah, 2021. Yeah, I was doing overnight. JJ already left at that point. I was on after that one. That one I remember. Uh, I didn't work that but night. But a no-hitter, like, I'm like, Corey Kluber, it wasn't even, it didn't feel. It felt anticlimactic. I, I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, but but no, it was cool at the time. I mean, it just right. didn't feel... You know, it wasn't the same feeling. Tonight feels awesome. I and mean, one is a perfect game, but as much as, you know, unfortunately, what, a 12 people see it in Oakland? Uh, you know, <laughs> that kind of sucks. And Takes the crowd away the vibe goes a little bit. wild. <laughs> I mean, they're on their feet here perfect in Oakland. Game in front of seven people. Hey! I actually did look that up. There were 12,000 and changes, the announced attendance. The only other perfect game in the last 30 to 40 years that comes close is the other perfect game thrown at the Coliseum, Dallas Braden in 2010. Wow. Every other one, you know, you have minimum 25, 30, 42,000. But there's no 12. way that many people were actually there. Uh, that's the announced attendance. You would think it'd be more for the Yankees. God. Well, I mean, it's a it's a trip, but it's, you're going to Oakland. Yeah, like, there's 8,000 no, Yankee saying... fans and 100 A's fans. <laughs> yeah, but and also, too, like, you know, oh, you know, make the trip out. Like, if you're going to go to a, the West Coast, you want to go to Oakland? I mean, I, 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 did it, I did it last year. You never been? Well, you never been anywhere. Huh? I've been to the West Coast once, but yeah. I never went to Oakland. The only thing that's more rare than a perfect game is Marco getting on a plane. I mean, how many? How many that's th- fair. How many times has that happened? Twice. <laughs> Twice. No, four times because they're <laughs> back, right? Oh, or is yeah, it just right. one trip? Uh, yeah, and I had a connecting. So what? You want to say three? I guess I had a when I went to L.A. I had to stop in Chicago. Fleegs, have you been to Oakland at all? I know you did the San Fran. Did you no, do Oakland? Well, like you said, of all the trips I planned, I would like if I went to a game in the Bay Area, I'd go to San Fran and that beautiful. Ballpark. No, I know, but you yeah, just but, check it off the list. You're no, there anyway. I'm go- I'll, cr- I'll cross the Vegas one when they move there. I got to tell list. you, Sam, my list doesn't say like sewage. I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. But, I don't need to see. Well, that. All right, let me tell you. Yeah, this. you know what? If I want, if I'm going to a stadium, I want them to have toilets, modern <laughs> plumbing. I, I, I get that, but yeah, for I don't me, need it's about. For me, it's about the history. Yeah, I hate those things. For me, I it's about the, the history. Trough at, Be- at Beaver Stadium, I'm good. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to use the trough. Period. <laughs> and I'm not going to touch the Beaver Stadium line. The, I the the history there. 
With the A's, though, I remember growing up watching Canseco, Maguire, yeah. those 80s A's teams. Yeah. The Yankees and A's having all those battles mm-hmm. in the you know 2000s or whatever, 2001. So there's history there. And I'll tell you, it, it, not to mention the Raiders a little bit, too. Obviously, growing up watching them there. And they're yeah. not there anymore, of course. But it was cool to see it. And it looked totally different in... Reality, where the outfield, you know how they have, it looks monstrous. The the building. Yeah, the giant walls and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's really not. The the buildings on top of the center field wall, Mm -hmm. it's not that tall. It looks smaller in Especially if you've been to like a football stadium, it's probably not that huge. And you hit on the reason probably why I haven't been there. Growing up as a Mets fan in the 90s and 2000s, there's no history because I missed the Canseco Maguire years just right. as a baseball fan. I remember the A's as the Moneyball team, the most celebrated losers to accomplish nothing of all time. Mm. And then in football as a Jets fan, there's not a single positive oh, memory in that building. That's right. I forgot about that from a Jets fan perspective. Yeah, I just like the history. No, of, I did. Look, there I, are very few of those buildings now that we grew up watching yeah. that are still there. That's one of them. And those old day teams, I, I enjoyed watching yeah. them as much as you know. And Buck Showalter had a thing with Tony Larusa in like the early nineties. When there was a there was there was some animosity between the, those. It was fun. Those even 80s, though the Yankees get their ass kicked constantly. Eighty seven through about ninety, those A's. I, I like. I loved it when you're playing wiffle ball out front. I would write down the lineup, be all those guys. Connie what happened Lanford, in that building is the reason we were stuck with Sandy Alderson for eight years driving the Mets into the ground. What? So the I G- hate yeah. the A's in the Coliseum yeah. just being tangentially related to that. Because they lost and then... Uh, no, well, because Sandy that's built those what teams. People made people think that Sandy oh, Olsen could run a baseball team. I got team. you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, Sandy built the, the Dave Stewart, yeah, Jose no, Canseco-Maguire yeah, teams. Yeah, because Canseco-Maguire discovered a needle first. Sandy was a genius. Which is crazy. And I love the Dave Stewart, Bob Welch. Love those guys. Yeah. Terry and Steinbach, they they Carl right. Lansford, they right. were Mike Gallego, Ricky Henderson, which annoys me that Luis the Yankees trade yeah. uh, him. Well, I'm just saying, they Dave had, Henderson, Ricky yeah. Henderson, yeah, they were they were good. Dave Parker was there as a DH. Yep. yep. Uh, Harold Baines even went there afterward, right? I mean, after. adding that, you know, a Mets fan's only connection to the A's, the old days, if it's before you were born, 80s, 70s, who cares? What's the difference? All right. Is the A's beating the Mets in a World Series? Right. Which I had no recollection of. I mean, I know it in 73, but I have no memory of that whatsoever. I mean, no, nah, that's was, before we were born, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Anyway, 8 7 we'll get back to the perfect game and the Yankee fans celebrating the Met fans being angry. Some things never change. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.